Inflation surges in June. Unity tumbles on guidance and merger developments. We cover the biggest analyst calls of the day, and Netflix announces a major partnership with Microsoft. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. It's not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. I have been a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and I choose rich every time. Money never sleeps, pal. There are three ways to make a living in this business. First, be smarter or cheaper. What is up and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pen and The Table. I'm your host, Luke Donay, and let's get right into it. The market is currently sitting with the NASDAQ 100 up 73 points. Russell 2000 up 0.57 and the S&P 500 up just 5 points and the Dow Jones down 77. Meanwhile, the VIX is down 2.7%. Now, going sector by sector, group by group, we see consumer discretionary, energy, consumer staples, utilities, communications, and technology all moving to the upside. Meanwhile, materials, real estate, healthcare, financials, and industrials all trading to the downside. But moving away from where the markets currently sit, let's talk about the biggest headlines of the day. And to lead off, we obviously have to talk about, well, the biggest data point of the day, which is CPI, that oh-so-loved consumer price index that has been the talk of the town for, it seems like now, an entire year or darn near. Now, talking about this CPI report, the headline number coming in up 9.1% from just a year ago. The expectation was 8.8% at a Dow Jones. So, this 9.1% reading marking the fastest pace for inflation going all the way back to November of 1981. Yes, you heard that correctly, November of 1981. Now, let's talk core CPI as well. That increased 5.9%. And by the way, core CPI, the only difference from that headline number is that it excludes food and energy. Now, that core CPI did come in hotter than expected. The estimate was 5.7%, but we should note that core inflation did peak all the way back at 6.5% in March. So at least core inflation insofar as peaking, and that is another down reading, but above expectations. Now on a month over month basis, headline CPI coming in 1.3% higher and core CPI up 0.7%. Now you compare that to the estimate of 1.1% and 0.5% and both of those also came in hot. So really across the board, we are seeing this latest CPI report for the month of June coming in very, very hot and above expectations. Now, not only that, but getting into the nitty-gritty details of it all. We have energy prices surging 7.5% on the month of June. They were up 41.6% on a 12-month basis. The food index up 1%. Shelter cost, which roughly make up one-third of the CPI, increased 0.6% for the month of June, and we're up 5.6% year-over-year. Meanwhile, rental cost rising 0.8% in June, which is the largest monthly increase since April of 1986, and that's according to the BLS. Now, shifting away from that and into what this all means for workers, when you adjust for inflation and you look at those incomes based on average hourly earnings, well, they fell 1% for the month and were down 3.6% from a year ago. And that's also according to a separate release from the BLS. So overall, what are we seeing? We are seeing 
incomes compressing. We're seeing inflation continuing to run hot. Both of these are not net positives. And shortly after this CPI report, actually just literally hours ago, Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta President Raphael Bostic gave us some commentary on what he thought about the CPI because the Federal Reserve does pay attention to the CPI, of course. And when asked about it, he said everything is in play, referencing the July meeting coming up on the 26th and 27th, where the Federal Reserve will decide their next move when it comes to rate hikes and, of course, balance sheet reduction. Now, what else did he say? Well, he went on to say, quote, the top line number is a source of concern. And when asked about raising by a full percentage point, well, he said, quote, it would mean everything. So in essence, he's saying here, look, all chips are on the table. All options are up for consideration. And the Federal Reserve will be forced to take stringent action. Now, he rounded all of this out by saying, quote, I am not wedded to any specific course of action. I'll let the broad collected intelligence that we are gathering guide me in terms of what's appropriate. If the top line number is driven by one or two factors that have outsized weight, I might think of it differently than if it is broad based. So basically saying there, look, guys, I am not sticking myself to any course of action quite yet. I still have to dig in to all the numbers in depth. It's also important to note that Bostic, he does not vote on monetary policy this year, but certainly a big time name to pay attention to in his commentary. And then to round out this inflation talk, CPI talk, well, the CME's Fed watch shows that the U.S. rate futures price more than 80% chance of a 100 basis point Fed hike in July. So in essence, the market is now pricing possibly an 80% chance of a 100 basis point hike in July. Wowza, that is up big time off of what it was just a few sessions ago. Now, shifting away from that inflation talk, let's talk about Unity tumbling on guidance in merger news. Unity today reducing full year 2022 guidance, well, on revenue from $1.35 billion to $1.42 billion to a range of $1.3 billion to $1.35 billion. They indeed talked about a, well, more disappointing macroeconomic environment and a, quote, competitive dynamic with monetizing. Now, not only did they lower their guidance, but they gave more detail on this Iron Source merger. Iron Source is valued at roughly $4.4 billion, and they will merge into a wholly owned subsidiary of Unity via an all-stock deal. Each share of Iron Source will be exchanged for 0.1089 shares of Unity Common Stock. Now, not only that, but after the deal is fully complete, Unity stockholders will own roughly 73.5% of the combined company. Meanwhile, Iron Source shareholders will only maintain a 26.5% stake. Now, it also is very, very, very important to take into consideration the fact that an up to $2.5 billion share buyback program will be effective when the transaction is closed. So, 
What did management have to say about all of this in their latest release? Management went on to say, quote, the combination of Unity and Iron Source better supports creators of all sizes by giving them all the tools they need to create and grow successful apps in gaming and other consumer-facing verticals like e-commerce. This is a step further towards realizing our vision of a fully integrated platform that helps creators in every step of their RT3D journey. Now, shifting away from Unity, let's talk about the biggest analyst calls of the day, the first one, City, initiating Taiwan Semiconductor as a buy. The firm went on to say, quote, we expect Taiwan Semiconductor to report an upbeat second quarter and believe there's upside to consensus about the second half of 2022 and 2023 forecast, given the company's solid share gains in HPC high-performance computing. Also today, KeyBank initiating Lyft and Uber as equal weight. The firm went on to say, quote, for Uber, profitable growth is necessary to prove out. Investors already view Uber as a long-term outperformer due to its scale. For Lyft, profitability and execution are the key variables to prove out. KeyBank also today downgrading Caesars and SeaWorld to sector weight from overweight. They go on to say, quote, Caesars. Macro, high leverage, and commensurate free cash flow burden versus peers. And then SeaWorld, macro, peeling off destination in Orlando exposure into the second half of 2022 and 2023. KeyBank downgrading Caesars and SeaWorld. Furthermore, City downgraded Freeport MacMoran to neutral from buy today. The firm went on to say, quote, The structural outlook for miners looks as good as we can remember based on a combination of supply challenges, underinvestment, resource nationalism, and ESG. In demand opportunities, decarbonization, and electrification. But macro weakness has interrupted, and thus City's global commodity team has made significant downgrades to metals price forecast. Furthermore, Baird initiated Snowflake has outperformed the day. The firm went on to say, quote, positive on data cloud leadership. Snowflake provides a revolutionary cloud native platform for managing and analyzing data that is rapidly taking share from legacy data providers. City also had a few more calls today. City reiterating Apple as a buy. The firm went on to say, quote, we are lowering our estimates given consumer spending cuts amidst macro woes coupled with continued supply chain bottlenecks that are likely to weigh on near-term fundamentals. Now, moving away from City and Apple, let's talk about Canaccord reiterating Tesla as a buy. The firm went on to say, quote, the company also participates in several tangential businesses, including solar, energy storage, vehicle autonomy, and most recently, robotics. We see these ancillary businesses adding duration and durability to the Tesla growth story. Tesla is the sustainability behemoth. Furthermore, Goldman Sachs today reiterating Netflix as a sell. The firm went on to say, quote, in terms of Q2 2022 earnings report, we expect Netflix to remain in a soft demand environment with industry data pointing to an inline or a weaker Q2 net ads result. Goldman Sachs today also downgrading DigitalOcean to sell from buy. The firm went on to say, quote, we are cautious on DigitalOcean given the potential for slowing demand, especially in international markets and in vertical segments that benefited from tailwinds over the last 12 to 18 months. Months, crypto, blockchain, SaaS, startups, gaming, web agencies, and e-commerce. And then rounding out 
the biggest analyst calls of the day. We had two out of Morgan Stanley reiterating Amazon is overweight and reiterating Microsoft is overweight. On Amazon, the firm went on to say, quote, the incremental impact of fuel is low. And remember, too, that Amazon has multiple levers at its disposal to influence the roughly 80% of cost within shipping that are not related to fuel. On Microsoft, Morgan Stanley said, quote, although the second quarter of 2022 CIO survey indicated a moderating demand environment, it also shows Microsoft's leadership position across key growth in defensive categories. The combination of strong secular positioning and a reasonable valuation keeps Microsoft as one of our most preferred names in software. Now, leaving behind the biggest analyst calls of the day, let's talk about Netflix partnering with Microsoft. So Netflix today has announced Microsoft as their partner for their ad-supported service, and that well, is a big time step for the company. So, in essence, what does this all mean? Will Microsoft and Netflix will be working together when it comes to only Microsoft's ad-supported service that supposedly they are going to try to push out by the end of the year. COO Greg Peters of Netflix said, quote, Microsoft has the proven ability to support all our needs as we together build a new ad-supported offering. More importantly, Microsoft offered the flexibility to innovate over time on both the technology and sales side as well as strong privacy protections for our members. So, by the end of this year, you could possibly see a Netflix and Microsoft partnered ad-supported service. And on top of that, well, guess what, guys? Netflix is slated to release quarterly earnings on Tuesday, which is big. And why is that big? Because they previously warned that they could lose 2 million subscribers during the second quarter. So we'll see what those results are and what else they have to say on this partnership with Microsoft. But that is the news for the day. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing. Go get my boys over at Pounding the Table, a listen at Pounding the Table, anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And also please go and give me and my team a listen and follow at Running With The Money anywhere on social media or at Luke Dene on Twitter. Easy profit, trade on, and I will see you in the next